Till we're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for beer Well, hey everybody, good morning, and this is Behind the Beards And here on Behind the Beards, we pull the curtain back <laughs> Take a look behind the scenes and reveal the things that go on in the hearts and minds of your church and ministry leaders. I am Joshua Fowler, preaching minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Aaron Partlow is a youth minister in Longview, Texas. Um, Aaron, man, you're coming off of uh, some crazy, crazy couple of weeks here. NCYM and um, Winterfest. Back to back. Um, you're recovering from a... It's a shorter trip to Winterfest for you now, though. Oh, it's so awesome. Oh, man, that was so great. Usually it was like nine, ten-hour drive um, to just a two-hour drive. Uh, I still yeah. slept on the way home. Oh, and I didn't have to drive. So um, Even better. Like, like, that was even better. Like, we have a big bus where you have to have a CDL. So I called. I emailed. I didn't even have to email. Like, one of my chaperones was like, yeah, I have a CDL. I always drive for Winterfest. I can go. Uh, and she was fantastic. She drove the big bus, and uh, another one of my parents said, "Yeah, I'll drive the small bus, no problem." Uh, so I didn't have to. I didn't. I didn't have to drive uh, at all. So that was fantastic. Um, it was only a two-hour drive. I was kind of worried about being able to get out uh, out of Dallas since the Cowboys game, but we got out early enough. Uh, we stopped at Bucky's. It was on the way home. We stopped at Bucky's for lunch. Worked out really don't, good. Don't talk to me about the Cowboys game. Yeah, uh, that was that was terrible. What a way to end, too, right? As an as an official of games, what was going through your mind in the most official? Christian way possible? Yeah, was, no. As an official, what's going on in my mind is um, those dudes are hauling like yeah. that. That center judge. Like he did, he was he was on the move, that was all on. Um, it was Zach all on Prescott point, right? And the center, yeah. They should have held the ball out instead of putting it on the ground. They should have been holding it up so he could just run by, grab it, and put it down because he has to put the ball down. Yeah, because that marks it ready for play. Um, but because they set it on the ground and then lined up, he had no way of getting through there. He was doing his best. It's like that's all that's all on the play call and on the execution, man. But. You know, there's all kinds of things they should have done earlier in the game. It shouldn't have ever come to that. But I never, we I didn't watch not... the Cowboy games. I just, uh, yeah. I, we got home and I relaxed and chilled a little bit until uh, I could watch the Chiefs game that night, and the Chiefs did very well. Did. There's no way that uh, the Cowboys were going to go up to Green Bay and, and beat Green Bay next week anyway. So that's Cowboys okay. had a good season. The they had today. a good season story of my life as a Cowboys fan. Um, so Safest my place wife to go during a tornado. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting off of the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys here. I'm, all, right, I'm still, all right, all right, all right. I'm still raw. I'm still raw. All right, my bad. Uh, my wife passed the NCLEX, so she is an RN yeah, now. That's awesome. Congratulations, Heather. She started her job full-time in the Oshner operating room this morning. So Wow, look at her. The, um, pretty cool. 
pretty cool. She's it's been a long two years. What a for life her. step for you guys. What an achievement. Like if there were like I wish sometimes in life, like an achievement bar would pop up, uh, just like in a video game. Because man, you guys have been working on that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you know she put. Uh, it's what she wanted to do when she mm -hmm. first uh, kind of got in, and then started having kids. She decided that she wanted to stay home. So. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's it's just really cool to see her kind of be able to come back around to that dream that she had 20, 21 years ago. Man, yeah, it makes me sound old, dude. You are. It makes me Getting sound old, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> about to um, be Grandpa, man. I am about to be Grandpa. We have to Get start to Japan, changing man. the logo uh, to add a little, uh, add a little well, salt pepper a little, in there. There is a little gray in there. I need to get out my just for men and fix that, I guess. Just for men. Just for men. So that's pretty cool, man. It's been uh, it's been good, and I'm proud and happy for her. Yeah. And uh, uh, hopefully can get into a little bit of a. Of course, the routine's been changing all all over the place with school schedules and stuff, but uh, that'll be nice to get into a rhythm again of only, life. So. Only one in school though, right now. In, that's uh, right. High He's a senior. He's a senior. That's a yeah. That's, about to be an empty nest, man. Now I feel old. Now you feel old. Now that Dylan is a senior. Now yeah, man. Dylan's you remember we senior. first started? He was like, uh, he was just a tag along. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the church camp mascot, uh, mm -hmm. the gopher, the, gopher. <laughs> the, the kid we were scaring. <laughs> he still hears that song every once in a while. I'll walk through Walmart and I'll whistle that song, and he'll be like, "Dude." <laughs> not cool oh <laughs> uh, that's so funny good times I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking well, he wasn't scarred for life yeah me too man well i'm kind of a. Uh, I don't know we'll see uh, we'll see how this uh, episode goes today we're gonna do a i have a Something video extremely different uh very different um aaron hasn't seen the video that that i'm about to show um and you know, nothing controversial, so I'll just put that out there with you. We're going to do a, just a little blind reaction video. Go through it. What do you like? What do you not like? How do we incorporate this into some of the things that we are teaching and preaching? Because, you know, as our people are involved in uh, social media and such, there's a lot that we can, uh, I think, maybe use. Um, and sometimes maybe we need to redirect. So... I even knew um, we were going to do this, and I thought I put my journal over here so I could take notes. Um, it's a it's it's a sixty second video. You're not gonna have time hey, to take notes. Hey, listen. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. This is from uh, Mr. Peace and Love on uh, TikTok, and I hope the sound is playing on our stream. No sound. So my first reaction is, it'd be great to have heard what he was saying. Well, it's also like super choppy. I know, it's my beautiful internet. Okay, so we're gonna back up five yards and punt here. Here's what right. the video says, right? Cause I'm not gonna sit here on, on the air and try to make that work. Okay. Um, so here's the guy, he's driving, he goes, I'm driving down the road and uh, it's dark at night and this guy is coming at me and he's got his high beams on. Mm. Um, 
and I hate that. Um, or he flashes his high beams at me. Hmm. And he think like he thinks I have mine on. And so I'm like, man, my high beams aren't on, but hey. And he says out loud, I'm okay with that. Um, and then the since he doesn't do anything with his headlights, the guy turns on his high beams and leaves them on, kind of blinding him. And he looks at the guy and he says, I'm okay with that. And so the guy next to him who's in the car says, is that your way of your peaceful way of flipping him the bird? You know, <laughs> like, are you just doing this out of spite? And he says, no, he goes that saying that out loud is my way of reminding myself um, that there are more important things that I'm not going to let what's going on in someone else's life to affect the attitude that I have, you know, going forward. So my natural instinct might be to respond with some kind of spite or um, attitude towards this other person when they're doing something to me that's not warranted. Um, but instead of becoming spiteful um, and hateful, I just say out loud, I'm okay with that as a way of reminding myself of an attitude that we should have. Um, you know, like I said, this is not anything controversial, but, you know, this is, you know, it's a video that's got several hundred views, several hundred likes, and people have all kind of things about it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I really like the message. Uh, you know, when you're going through, you know, social media and such, there's uh, all kinds of things that come across. Some of it's good, some of it's not. And maybe sometimes we'll talk about some of the more, uh, some of the videos that we have to do some uh, redirection with. Um, but what's kind of the first thing that goes through your head with, uh, something like, Hey, I'm okay with that. I think, um, man, it, it's a really good message. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of, uh, taking those moments. You know, we did a church camp uh, a while back and we did it based off of, uh, what a, the front of a VCR player looks like or a DVD player, which are basically almost obsolete now. <laughs> kind of crazy to think about um and so we talked about the different buttons on there press play uh pause rewind fast forward uh, and pause was was always a day that was good for me to remind mm -hmm. myself um i think i've taken that expression multiple ways like pause take a breath slow down um for me it's uh it also points towards like having this inner peace uh, finding this peace in Christ uh, that uh, we will have troubles in this world uh, and knowing that, but knowing that we rely and lean upon Christ. Um, so that, that phrasing of I'm okay with that is, is great. It also reminds me of another phrase, uh, you know, remember the cross. Uh, and when you're struggling and suffering and you feel like, you know, things are, things are going bad and you can't bear it anymore. You know, remember what Jesus went through on the cross uh, and Jesus can go through that, then I can lean upon God to guide me through this. Um, you know, I have a hard time sometimes with that because I don't like to play the comparison game, but maybe that's because um, Jesus' story is bigger uh, and better uh, because Jesus is better and bigger. Um, so that's that's my that's my initial my initial thought, uh, and that's how I would actually use that. Uh, in a lesson. So if I use that and I showed that to my teens, um, that's how I would use that in a lesson. And I also would use it in a form of witnessing. 
uh, to somebody mm-hmm. else. Because if somebody else is sitting in the car, uh, they're experiencing, and, and what he's talking about is is something that is highly annoying uh, all the time. And uh, I would also like, it's interesting because it makes me think of like, when it's starting to get dark out, and I see someone driving without their headlights on, I get really annoyed and frustrated. Because I'm like, <laughs> it's getting dark. Why are your lights not on? Yeah. It's 2022. Almost all the cars that I see most of the time have like the auto feature on your car. Like you should have your lights on. Um, and there's a Devo there too somewhere. So um, I think those are some of those aspects that I would bring in and I would talk about and I would think about uh, when presenting this uh, right off the top of my head. Yeah, so my first, uh, what kind of drew me to it was my reaction to that was, um, yeah. I mean, you know, of course, like, why would we kind of, do we really need to be reminded to not get upset with someone um, because they flash their lights at me? Um, But I only initially thought that for a second, because then I realized pretty quickly, like, when someone flashes their lights at me, I'm like, okay. Let me show you what my high beams actually look like because I right, have these, yeah. you know, bright incandescent halogen bulbs on my on my Jeep, and um, the dim lights look really bright. Um, you know, so I, I kind of do want to respond with, "Oh, yeah, let me show you what bright lights really look like." It's that's right. Yeah, the the floodlights come on on top. That's, that's right. Um, because we do respond. Um, instinctively sometimes in ways that are really not only abrasive, but mm-hmm. probably wholly unchristian. Um, and the simplicity of something that just says, hey, I'm I'm okay with that mm-hmm. um, is is remarkable. And, and I wonder sometimes what are the simple things that I'm missing in my life that can help me maintain a, a level head, um, in the mind of Christ. And so, you know, when I find little things like that, it's like, man, number one, I wish I would have thought of it because mm. it's a pretty basic, you know, life skill. Um, and number two, vocalizing something um, is not just a, just a sign of, for the people around me, but it's sometimes I have to tell myself, hey, count to 10, you know, uh, we've had a conversation here just before. Like you get you get a message, you have to say, um, "Don't respond right away." Mm-hmm. Think about this before you respond. Why do you instinctively feel the way you feel? Is it because there's something wrong with this encounter, or because you're bringing something in from from other encounters in your life? Yeah. Um, if I'm stressed in in other ways or in other areas of life, then I'm going to respond in stressful ways. When people say, hey, good morning, and go, oh, yeah, what's so good about it? <laughs> they go, oh, yeah, me, sorry. <laughs> Yikes. Um, and sometimes I need to be, I need to remind myself, hey, like you said, press pause, take a beat, um, sit on this for a minute. Um, and, and I really liked that message that says, I'm okay with that. Uh, fake it till you make it kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, well, I also I want to think of the point um, because there's at some point where like I sit there and I and I look at that video and I go okay somebody flashes their high beams at me I'm like okay whatever that's it is what it is 
you know, uh, oh, it, oh, you're leaving them on? Oh, okay, well, it is what it is. You know, oh, I wouldn't have a reaction to that at all. Uh, and then I sit there and I think about, like, what's your reaction when, you know, the light's been green for, like, 0.5 seconds <laughs> and somebody honks their horn behind you? You know, what? what's your reaction to that? Um you know, is it, is it, oh, you're honking your horn at me? What's like, what's going on? You know, or, uh, is it, all right, relax, like, chill out. It just turned green. You know, uh, uh, having a three year old in my car has reminded me that, hey, Aaron, sometimes you just need to take a chill pill. And there's sometimes when, like, my stress of life, like, floods in and, and yeah, like, anything like that. Even somebody, uh, you know, driving in my blind spot. <laughs> like frustrates me at some point, right? Oh, and I'm like, driving you just the get, worst I don't even have to get over, but like, will you just not drive right there? Like, why would you just drive in someone's blind spot? Uh, are you aware of your surroundings? You know, uh, kind of a thing. Um, yeah. And I'm glad like you that. answered That's... that question instead of asking me to answer it. Because if someone mm -hmm. behind me honks at a red, at a green light, right? I'm, I'm more tempted to sit there till it turns yellow and then go. <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, but that's why I need these things that say, that's right. That's I'm okay right. with that because I need to be reminded to, to react and respond better. Um, but I go, uh, I realized what I did, by the way, I shared a window and not the video and I should have just shared the video on there because then it would have brought the sound over. So yeah. it'll be better for next time. Um, I've, I've gone really back and forth on the role that social media should play in um, in our ministry, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's – it's like anything. There's some good there. There's some bad there. Uh, but we have such – a lot of bad. There is. There's and we so have such much bad. Unhealthy habits and boundaries. Like, I – I can't remember where I was the other day, but I had to go to the restroom. And so I go to the restroom. Oh, we were skiing. We were at the at the ski resort. And I go into the restroom, and there is a guy standing at a urinal scrolling on Instagram. And it's like, dude, like, do we really have this inability to disconnect from from social media even for for some of the basic aspects of life like yeah um you know so there's some really unhealthy boundaries and and habits that are being formed around um all of these inputs we're getting from social media um, and, I, and i've heard a couple different aspects right i had one guy that says as as i'm listening to different aspects of it one person says well reaching people who are addicted to social media through social media is like reaching an alcoholic by pressing the gospel on the outside of a beer can um you know it's like okay that's, that's pretty uh, funny analogy <laughs> it is it that's, is but that's an interesting thought process but then you have the other side that says well if if your people are there and Giving they are beer ingesting right? <laughs> if they're ingesting you know this media and they're ingesting all this material why wouldn't you want to give them something that is affirming and and, and truthful and positive because they will you know, so, and i see 
Right. That's not what they're. That's not what they're there for. So they're there for. Yeah, it's a Christian TikTok. Skip it. Oh, Christian TikTok. Skip it. Skip it. Skip it. Um, I mean the drama. You know, and so, but it's this. It's this challenging line that we walk right mm-hmm. between um, just kind of blending in with the culture and standing apart from it. Um, what role? You ha- you have any like guidelines that you use for when you will or won't use something? You know, that's a terrible time to ask me that because I am uh, <laughs> I am I am like I am two bad posts away from just pulling the plug on my Facebook account and just moving out <laughs> and being done with it. I uh, I get I get frustrated, I get annoyed, I get exhausted at people's comments um, that are just like. Uh, just, just you know, I, I, I love my alma mater, OC, and um, <laughs> and I, I look at, like, I don't know why I need to just stop clicking the comments to their posts, because it does no matter about, it doesn't matter what they, what the post is about, um, and I've noticed it's, like, the same people, like, same, mm-hmm. like, couple people, it doesn't matter whatever they post on, they comment some toxic post that uh, you know just it doesn't refer to what they're actually posting or talking about but about some decisions that they've made and some other stuff about that and they bring in race and gender and all sorts of stuff and you know it's a picture of two people running and they're like celebrating that oc's doing like some sort of you know running race with their new uh loop around their facility Mm -hmm. and it's like why are you bringing that into this? Uh, and so, like, for me, like, that's what social media has become. It's become a place where people, um, you know, has has social media become the new Nineveh, you know? Um, and, you know, I don't know. Like, I think that's a terrible analogy and also kind of a good analogy because, man, if I was Jonah uh, and God was like, hey, I need you to go and do social media ministry, I'd be like, no. <laughs> I will. I will go anywhere else in the entire world. I will go uh, to the most undesirable place uh, and do ministry there. But uh, so social media ministry is is really difficult for me. Uh, I'm thankful to have some some uh, uh, volunteers who will post pictures to our private Facebook group. Um, I don't have. I don't have. You know, I use my Instagram barely. Uh, mm-hmm. the only time I post a picture is a picture, a cool picture of Sam. And I only do it if I can get it posted before my wife posts it so <laughs> that I can get credit, uh, <laughs> is, is basically it. Like it's pretty terrible. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a social media expert. Um, I do know that, you know, a lot of, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sold. I'm not sold that that's the only avenue to reach people. Um, so like I'm not I'm not sold on that. Like I'm not sold like right. if you're not using social media, you're not being effective. I don't I'm not sold on that. I think if your church is not being involved I think if you're a minister or your social minister or social media minister whoever you've got volunteering doing that, if it's their job to reach the lost through your social media, then I think we've lost some priorities. Um I think what the world needs to stand apart is human on human contact. Um, is our church members uh, being the church and talking to their neighbors and friends 
that are outside of a Christian community and reaching and telling the lost. Um, it's not about paying ministers to be evangelists. It's not about paying social media people to broadcast your message over social media. They know your message over social media, um, and they don't care. Uh, that What they really care about is when you act it out and do it in person. Uh, they care about people who give up weeks uh, of vacation and go and cut down trees uh, that have fallen in, in the yard. Uh, they care about uh, you know bringing food uh, to the needy uh, and being a part of your community and supporting and helping. Uh, th- they care more about like those actions that a Christian does because Jesus has called us to. In my opinion, more than they care about, like even your church sign. Like, yeah, like I don't like it's it's not. I don't care. I don't care what goes on our church sign because it doesn't mean anything. Uh, what I care about is the elementary school that's three blocks away that's asked us to help. You know, and if we haven't done anything, you know, that's what I care about. No, we we need to help and we need to be a part and we need to be supportive. And so I feel like, I feel like. For me personally, and this is like a big rant, I, and I understand that, but social media has become <laughs> such a blinding light that we're like, oh, but we need to do this because we need to reach people. And I'm like, no, we don't need to do this to reach people. We can we can be a part of it. Like, we can do some stuff. That's fine. I don't care about live stream and all that stuff. That's good. I, 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 I'm glad that we're being a part of that. But what are you doing in your life to actually actively reach people? You know, don't come to church on Sunday and say, I love Jesus, and then go to a restaurant and chew out the waitress because she messed up your order because, you know, you can't get the children's size chicken nuggets uh, as an adult. You know, um, <laughs> he'd tell you this, but it don't matter what you post on social media, you just made that waitress day like worse. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, and, and what do you do with those moments where, you know, those people know? Yeah. Um, that you're church people. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, when you're coming into a restaurant in a in a big group at eleven thirty or twelve thirty. Right. Those church um, folks, man, they come in and they want their food. They're you know, so you know, when you're coming in in a time where, you know, you know that they know who you are and where you're coming from, you're probably dressed differently than than a lot of people in the world are on, on a Sunday morning. Um and so what are what are we doing in those moments where people know who we are, know where we're coming from? Are we are we shining a light on the grace and mercy of our savior or are we uh just deepening the stereotype of, of, of Christian kind of behavior? That's what we um, have to do. We have to slam against that stereotype because uh, I mean just to bring it all and wrap it all around like if you go to lunch, if you go out to lunch or you do something as a church group and you go out and the waiter's having a hard time, maybe you need to stop and you need to say, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, and and we need those reminders right? though, you know, Yeah. we need those reminders and sometimes we need those verbal reminders. Um, you know, spending, spending 11 and a half to 12 years working in the service industry, Mm-hmm. You worked, you know, at, at Marco's Pizza there for a while. Jack in the Box um, was a huge eye-opener for me. Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. Three you years. Know, so being in those places of, of, of customer service um, helped me realize the importance of acknowledging 
the good. Yeah. Um, nobody ever came back. It was rare for someone to come back when things went well mm-hmm. and to let my boss or my manager know that things went well. Right. Um, but if you mess one thing up, the whole world hears about it. That's right. Um, so I've, uh, and I've tried to make a practice um, in all of my life, but especially in those moments where I know people know that we're a church group yeah. of when we leave of, of, you know, going up and asking for the manager, it never goes well. It never goes smoothly. We got 25 or 30 people trying to eat. The waitress is naturally going to miss something or not get something right. It's a big group at a busy time. Um, and so when we're all done, you know, I ask for the manager and the manager comes up and I just want to say, Hey, I know it's difficult, especially in this time dealing with big groups. Um, and I really appreciate the service. The food is always good. We always enjoy coming here. You know, whatever. Just to let them know, we appreciate the work that they're doing. Man, um, you got no drama in your life, Josh. I build it up. We used to take our group. We talk about we were talking about Winterfest. We always used to go to the Chili's there, and I'd I'd say, hey, I need to talk to your manager, please. And they'd have <laughs> the manager come out, and I'd be like, hey, you know what? We have a group of twenty six people, and when we got here. There was no wait. And I, I think that was really cool and I appreciate that. And you know what? We all ordered our food and we all got it within a reasonable amount of time. Uh and, and your your waiter, your waitress. <laughs> you know what? My cup was overflowing. Like it was good. And I appreciate that a whole lot. They were attentive and they did a great job because I work with these teens all the time and they showed more patience than I have. Uh, and I just want you to know that I think you have a Excellent staff. And you guys are doing a great job. Like I build it up. Yeah. Like every time. And I remember like every time the manager's like, oh, he's going to rip into me. And I'm like, what am I going to have to give away for free? They did. Yeah. You know, they yeah. did great, you know, and then we always live, live uh, left like a big tip, uh, you know, as a church group, like we left a big tip. Those are some of my favorite TikToks, And I hope like a lot of them are real, but like when they just like leave a huge tip uh, at a place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I feel like, man, what if like Sunday afternoon when people went to lunch, like what if it was known as like the hour of generosity? Right. You know, like and all of a sudden there's like news reports about how like Sunday afternoon is the largest is the (laughs) is the best time to work as a waitress or a waiter (laughs) because Christians tip an absurd amount on Sundays, Uh, you know, Um, like what if that's what we were known for instead of. This is cold and you know, it's like, come on, like, yeah, and and, and, and there hunch, should be there should be a standard. Like, I'm not saying like you know, but yeah. at the same time, but at the same time, like, man, we just spent a whole lot of time talking about the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ, and so I don't know, but I believe that more often than not, that is the case, mm-hmm. um, because. Mm-hmm. You know, just what we're talking about is true in in all these other circles as well, that um, the negative speaks more loudly than the positive does. And so we have to work extra hard to make sure those positive moments that we have, um, like scream out to drown out, you know, the the negative voices and the negative experiences. Um, But we're but we're too quick to kind of let them to let them happen. And we're kind of yeah. too quick to let him just kind of pass by. I was like, ah, oh, I'll get it next time. I'll get it next time. It's like, no, um, make sure that this is the experience that they will remember so yeah. that this waiter or this waitress, if we're going to stay on this topic, 
um, the next time someone says um, anything negative about it, the one thing she or he will remember is, no, we have this group that comes in pretty regularly. And when I see him walk in the door, I want him in my section. Yeah. Um, or better and, yet, and when they walk in your door, because for some reason they had a Sunday off or Wednesday night off, and they walk in and they see you, they don't go, oh, no, that's the oh, bald guy. guy who chewed <laughs> me right. out. You know, they say, oh, that's the guy with the redhead beard who was, like, strangely dramatic about how good we were, you know? Right. <laughs> that memorable <laughs> experience, right? Right? Um, because people do that. Like, I, I've i done that. Like, I, I've seen somebody, like, awkwardly chew somebody out at a restaurant, and then we went to, like, Wednesday night church, and they were there, and I was like, are they going to go forward? Like... Should I tell them they should go forward? Do I lead them forward? I don't know. Um, so we can. Uh, this is this has been an interesting episode because we've gone all kind of all over the place, largely because my video didn't work. Poor excuse on my part, but we have come to story time. I had a customer. He's not my customer. Um, yeah, one of my other guys on the drive had to leave early, and so he said, "Hey, Mister." Um, we'll just say Jones. Mr. Jones is going to come pick up his vehicle. Can you deliver it for me when he comes in? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Mm, um, mm -hmm. And I didn't know this guy. And so we come on. He shows up. He picks up his car. We pull it up on the service drive. And he gets in it. He starts it up. Uh, he drives off. And he turns back around. He comes right back in. If someone leaves the service department and makes a U-turn and comes right back in the entrance, that's never a good sign, right? Right. Um, this man lit into me. I mean, he called me every name under the book. And I said, I said, Mr. Jones, I said, I apologize. I said, I actually had nothing to do with this. I'm just delivering this vehicle for my partner. Um, right. Tell me what's going on and I'll get it resolved in the morning. I mean, just. I, I had no idea. I didn't know what they're supposed to do or anything. And no, the truth is, you know, our guys completely dropped the ball. And there was a lot of things that were supposed to be done that weren't done. Communication was poor. Um, and, and we messed up. And so I got him in his loaner car and he went back home. Um, and Wednesday, this is Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, I walked into to our church. And as I walk in the side door, I walk up and I see Mr. Jones walking ah, towards me. That's terrible. And so I walked up and I said, Hey, Mr. Jones, how are you? Like, and he looked at me and he just went white as a ghost. Um, and he just shook my hand and walked the other way. Um, you know, but those moments, like sometimes we're just not aware. Sometimes we're just not aware of the impact and influence um, that, that we, that we have on the people around us. And so if I'm going to feel embarrassed about acting that way towards people who I'm going to see on a regular basis, mm -hmm. what does that say to the people? I mean, you know, that witness, don't let my ego, don't let those little things that want to get under my skin, mm -hmm. um, damage my witness to the people about the gospel of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, and sometimes I need that vocal reminder that just says, you know what, this is messed up. This is not fair. This is not right. Um, but truthfully, I got to be okay with that because there's something more important in my life. Um, 
and this is just my ego barking and trying to get me excited about something that doesn't make a difference. And so telling myself I'm okay with that is a way of kind of recentering myself into a place that says, remember how much grace and mercy you've been shown. Um, and, you know, then Jesus says, you don't just take it, keep it for yourself. Um, but I'm going to call you on you to, to show this to the people around you. They may see me living in you. So, um, it's oh, wild. Kind of been all over the place. It's wild. Um, you know, I, I when like we, wild when we put ourselves in the, in those shoes, you know, I always share a preacher story. Um, and I've, I've done, I've shared this one multiple times, so you've probably heard it, but, um, I was in high school and I had a manager who was not a Christian, uh, in practice, you know, it was one of those people who just said they were a Christian, but you know, never went to church, never anything like that. And, uh, he taught me so much in the service industry. We talked about working in the service industry. And so we had a guy who ordered a, a hamburger and he ordered it without pickles. Um, and he got pickles, you know, and so it's like the same thing when you're at a fast food restaurant and somebody leaves your drive through and turns into your parking lot, you know, yes. it's not going to be good. <laughs> That's very bad sign. And he came in and he took his, his bag and he slammed it down on the counter and he ripped open the bag, like ripped the bag open. He pulled his hamburger out, had a big bite taken out of it. He said, I just threw up everywhere in your parking lot because I cannot stand pickles and there are pickles on this cheeseburger. Um, he says, I need to talk to your manager right now. This is so disgusting. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know about disgusting. That's probably the wrong word. Like, it's it's not good for you. Uh, but pickles are not disgusting. If they were disgusting, then there wouldn't be a million pickle jars in every grocery store all the time. But, um, and that's a little bit of my mom coming out of me. Because she's like, you need to choose a better word because that's not what disgusting really means. Um, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I agree. Uh, and so James comes out. Um, we'll call him James and, uh, James comes out and he's standing there uh, and the guy's like, so what are you going to do about this? He says, well, I will take this back and I will personally fix, uh, and make your burger. I'll wash my hands real quick and I'll cook you a fresh one brand new. Uh, and he hands it very calm and he's like trying to get a rise out of, out of James. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and he can't get a rise out of James at all. So it just makes him more mad. And so I remember sitting there, um, uh, kind of like doing a milkshake, like forever, you know, uh, watching this whole side conversation like oh yeah pour the soda out of this cup and refill it because you, know, you want to know what's going on um and so the guy he goes well here take your pickles back and he takes the pickles off and he flings them uh at james and it hits him right in the chest and then they fall off on the floor he says okay sir um thank you uh, i'll take this food back and i will make it fresh for you and he doesn't react at all and he makes some fresh food and he gives it to him he says, hey, I, and I, I threw in a $5 gift card uh, as well. I hope you have a really good day, and I hope you come back and join us. And he's like, I will never come back here again because this place is just terrible. I'm like, how can you have that reaction when they cooked you a fresh <laughs> burger, you acted like a tool in front of everybody in this uh, in this auditorium, <laughs> in this uh, <laughs> restaurant, <laughs> awkward, yeah, in this fast food joint. And uh, and he gave you like a five dollar gift card or a coup it was a coupon for a free jumbo jack or something like it was, you know it was like hey here's a and yeah. here's a free burger on us, uh, and I remember seeing that and I remember just going like, man that is what Christ calls us to, like people are just gonna come at you and they're gonna come at you strong and they're gonna come at you with their high beams and they're gonna come mm -hmm. at you with their horn honkins and they're gonna come at you with their complaints and with uh, me, 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 me. 
And the whole point about Christianity is that it's not about me. Right? It's not yeah. about me. It's yeah. not about what makes me uncomfortable. It's not about what makes me, um, you know, in an awkward situation. It's not about me at all. It's all about Jesus. It's all about God. And it's all about uh, living that life for Jesus and not for myself. That's why my old self dies and my new self is born again. Um, and in ministry, it's so difficult as a minister. So here's my behind the beards moment for you. Is it's so hard as a minister because we train and we teach and we preach and we teach and we preach about the same thing. Like this is how we need to act as Christians. And sometimes we are so let down in ministry about how we get treated by other Christians. Mm -hmm. um, how, and maybe you've had this experience and, but I just, I reach out to our audience and I want you guys to understand that like, it's, it's not about you. It's about Jesus and it's about reaching the lost and it's about coming to this common place. Um, whether it's worship songs whether it's, you know, what's the sermon about, whether it's how we do a program or anything like that. Um, but it's, it's, it's about it. That's the, that's the whole point. And at some point, like, don't miss that. Don't miss that. Um, you know, uh, so at the end of the day, sit down and say, I'm okay with that because it's not about me and it's about Jesus. Uh, and that's the major point. Um, and I just feel that, you know, after going to a conference and hearing and talking to a lot of youth ministers, um, sometimes the hardest place to go uh, is is to church, um, you know, because we get hurt by people uh, in this same, you know, scenario. And it, it makes church sometimes really awkward where we sit there uh, and, and I'm the you know, I'm the waiter that came in uh, from waiting your table and you just chewed me out and said some really horrible and terrible things. And now. Like we have to sit in the same auditorium and worship, you know, uh, like, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. People always ask me like, Aaron, are you ever going to grow up and be a preacher? And I'm like, no, <laughs> never. I don't. I prefer working with junior high and high school students uh, because uh, they'll listen, uh, they'll change and they'll say sorry. Uh, and I feel like sometimes adults don't. <laughs> yeah, um, I have sometimes. uh um, my biggest uh, uh, plea for for Christians all over the place is just simply don't let your ego um, destroy your witness. Um, you know, remember that we are called to be a witness and a testimony to the life changing power of the grace and mercy of Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and like sometimes, even as ministers, I need to be reminded. Um, that, like you said, it, it is about him and it's not about me. And if my immediate response is to to be offended right. or to be entitled, then there is something there's something wrong with my mind and my heart that right. I need to examine. Um, and so if you don't have one of those triggers, if you don't have one of those um, things that that helps you in those moments to, to come back to center, um, find one. And maybe it is something just as simple as saying, Hey, I need to be okay with that. Um, 
Yeah, uh, you know, Preston, who's on uh, on our YouTube stream here, just said, uh, you know, to preach the gospel and to be forgotten. That you know, that is our call is to is to preach the gospel and step out of the way and let people see Jesus. And if they're not seeing Jesus in the way that I'm living, um, you know, I need a reminder that calls me back to that. And, and that's true even for us as ministers. We need those reminders. We need those points of accountability. Yeah, we need that as ministers, and, and we need that as church members and church folks and um, as elders and as deacons and as everything. Like, yeah, I've enjoyed this flow, man. I know it's been a lot different than what we um, typically no. do, but um, it's been a while since we just kind of sat and, and talked for a little bit. Um, you want to take us been. out? But we want to thank you all for being here today. We also want to remind you of Galatians 6, 9. Don't grow weary in doing good. Um, man, does that just fit today's podcast for sure. Don't grow weary in doing good. This world is messy. This life is messy. So allow Christ to use you to do something different, something good in his name. Uh, I'm Aaron, and this is Josh, and we look forward to seeing you next week on Behind the Beards. Till we're all growing a beard. Man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for